0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, season 17, episode number one. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are here in Oxnard, California. It is day one of Training Camp 2021, presented by American Airlines. I got Nick, I got Dave with me. Amber's out for a little while. She's gonna be taking care of some business, but we're gonna hold it down, and I'm just happy to be back around football on a day-to-day basis with no mask and just enjoying this beautiful weather. What about you guys?
2: I am outstanding. Grinning from year to ear. You got some new gear here? You got like a it's like a Colin Cowherd yeah, Mike situation. You
1: well, you know, that kind of happens that like the 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 more experienced you get, then oh. they give you better equipment. Is so right? maybe one day you'll okay. get you'll get there and they'll kind of hook you yeah. up. I like the headset. You, you know. know,
3: Derek's the type that, that he probably had that like last year. Everybody's like, it's got to go out for episode one of next year. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Put he it like in. laid
2: it out the night before, okay. like the first like outfit of the school year. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I got to give all credit our producer Chris Beam. He hooked me up. He surprised me with this beautiful microphone for me to be able to use during training camp. I uh here. And so here we go. Looks great. Happy Looks to be good? here. Thrilled. Yes. Talk awesome. some football. It's, it's it's actually football season. It's it's interesting because you said the same thing. I think that that Jerry Jones mentioned yesterday in that opening press conference about and got pretty emotional about it in mm-hmm. a couple times but really just thinking about you know the fact that last year we didn't have this opportunity we were all sitting at home wondering if we were going to be able to see any practices and then we got an opportunity to see some practices but it was from afar we were all masked up it was just a very different experience and I told I told you Nick I felt like all last season I really didn't have as good a handle on this team because During training camp is when we're thoroughly immersed in it. It's when we have the opportunity to really, really get to know these players. Every single day you're seeing them play and perform and getting an idea of what you think,
3: and we just didn't have that last year. Hey, if this makes you feel better or worse, you know, I was very fortunate to to be able to go to the games last year and be part of it, and and I I missed you guys for sure. It wasn't the same, but I I didn't know what was going on with the team either. I was sitting right there, you know. I talked to these players after every game, and I hopefully – they, they they get to know my eyes a little bit but they yeah. haven't seen my face you know I mean we got to do the interviews and stuff like that but you know so so yes I, I I hated it that you guys weren't weren't with me on some of the games none of us were at training camp like this but I was very disconnected with the team too even though I was right there it was a, it was a different time so I'm hoping that we get back to some bit of normalcy here
2: it's it's so it's so cool it's so good to be here like to I can't even describe yeah I mean I'm not gonna get emotional like Jerry Jones did but like it it feels good, man, like, giving people hugs for the, f- you know, actually seeing other members of the beat for the first time in 15 months. There's John Machado right there walking past us for the athletic. Uh, Matches. Like, seeing, you know, I got to see and talk to some players when we flew out here and, like, getting situated, like, saying hi to guys. Like, oh, yeah, like you still work here, huh? Like, sure do. I know. You, you probably <laughs> didn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it feels good, man, you know. The, the pandemic's not over i know that like we then the league's gonna have some challenges and we're gonna have some milwaukee. challenges it is it, yeah, good I, board, I was watching know. the tv the of deer the deer district of, yeah uh,
3: the, the bucks game i mean i guess it's over in milwaukee i mean
2: <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah. I, like there's there's, pro- there's gonna be some hurdles for the league and yeah. for us i mean like we have to get tested while we're out here i think like there's yeah, yeah. there's stuff to, that you got to be mindful of but it it feels somewhat normal and it feels really good. I will do almost anything they ask me
1: to do oh, oh my to be able
3: to resume our normal lives. Do the shots again. Hey, if let's I, go. Hey, whatever want, it takes. How many? Whatever. whatever, whatever. Let's go. Jerry said he'll do anything to win Super Bowl. He did say that, and we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, give
1: give the fans though a general sense of the the sights and sounds out out here. What looks the same? What looks different? Um, what you? What's your feel being around the team? Just give me some general insights for fans to kind of know what what the setup looks like. Well,
3: from the sounds uh, standpoint there. As, I mean, the, as, the, as beat the beat drops. Yeah, that, uh, and also it just so happens that, like, the marketing team is going to blow leaves or, you know, they're going to turn on their blower. About it, about right when we start every time. This is gonna be that's just gonna be the way it is. So you'll you'll hear that those sounds for sure. <laughs> no, it's different now, guy. Like
2: we're Mike McCarthy's got a new schedule. Like we he ain't does. got time to blow the leaves on the court. No. Like they're playing music at practice now. That's gonna be just wait. But the background noise is gonna be all the stuff you know, people getting ready for practice. If I had to what's guess, it, what's
3: the real answer to your question? Sorry, not the. Like, the real answer? Yeah, we're you're jacking supposed around. to give us that. I know we're jacking around. I'm trying to think. What's the it question? just
2: it,
1: it which I mean, I've, does the, it feel the same to you? No. I, there's a lot of things no. that we know that pro, from procedurally
2: that's different, but does it feel the same? same. Okay, no. the three of us could sit here and whine all day about the and it is different. Like you know, they they've made accommodations for social distancing. It's nice to be around the team, but let's be real. Like we don't have the same access as usual. Like we're not really allowed to go where they go. They're kind of sequestered. They've got their own little separate bubble within the campus here at the hotel. Um, you know, there's trailers everywhere so that they, you know, the different groups can, I don't un- completely know why, but they, you know, every position group's got a trailer where they can kind of go and do their own thing. I'm not sure. Hard Knocks is here. Hard Knocks mm-hmm. is here. Yeah, that's fifth on the and list. And
3: this is, this is McCarthy's first camp here, too. So, you know, that's why, and the schedule's different. Like he was saying, it was schedules earlier in the day, which, think is going to be better for us we'll see i mean i, I think it is it's going to be nice yeah. but you know um but there there's there's changes there's a lot of differences still you look up you see this you know you see the the sunny skies and the and the weather and we're all wearing long sleeves here you that's know? i guess
2: that's kind of the point i was going to make is i could write a i could write a book about everything that's different Do from it. a normal camp <laughs> right yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, like, it's th- it's training camp in Oxnard at the River Ridge Hotel. Like, it still feels kind of familiar. Yes. And, like, the All team right. is still staying in the same rooms and walk into the same cafeteria the meetings. And, I mean, the schedule's different, but half these guys don't know what the old schedule was anyway. Uh, so... Uh, it feels different but the same. I know that doesn't make sense, but to me it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on.
1: I want to talk a little bit about the uh, opening press conference. There were a number of storylines that came out of that press conference, and we've written around about them on DallasCowboys.com, so make sure you check that out. But um, just initially, give me some general impressions of what you thought coming out of that press conference of either of the three gentlemen on stage. You had Steve and Jerry and Mike McCarthy. Anything that stood out to you just as a general perception from the opening press conference to be honest
2: uh, and we don't have you know i I don't think people want to listen to this for an hour but like i I was shocked and encouraged by the vaccination stuff at the beginning of it because it's a tricky thing to get your hands on like you're not gonna you're not gonna hear concrete numbers there's a a certain degree of privacy that goes into it i get all of that but throughout the spring and the summer i was like man like the Cowboys, how are the Cowboys doing with their vaccination? You know, you're hearing reports like there's three teams where not even 50% of the team is vaccinated. I'm like, is that us? <laughs> is, that right? is that us? Uh, and so I got to camp kind of like, I wonder how many of these guys are doing this. And Jerry and Stephen Jones were like emphatic. And, you know, they're not going to give away names, nor should they. But for Jerry to say all but a handful of guys have taken steps toward getting vaccinated, and then five minutes later, Stephen Jones says, We're going to hit the 85% threshold and then some. That's amazing. And I don't, you know, if you have differing opinions about the vaccine, I don't really care. But just from the the standpoint of, like, this will help them be available to play games and not have to worry about rescheduling and forfeiture and all that stuff we had to deal with last year, that's incredible. And I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure that was going to be the case when we got here. So that was really encouraging. General impression, Nick.
3: Favorite part of the press conference was actually right before it. I thought, um, you know, we're all friends to uh, media guys here. Clarence Hill is one of the favorites for uh, all of us, and he has been. Recently lost his mother, and for Jerry Jones to come up to him like that, and and I don't care what you if he did it for with the cameras on. I don't care. It was the first time he saw saw him. And he gave him, you know, nice condolences. So I thought that was my favorite part of the press conference. Cool. Sure. And, and not only
1: that, but you know, you talk about the cameras might have been there, but that's beside the point not because only. he, as, as Clarence put out on social, yeah. like he actually sent flowers, flowers. to his mother's funeral, and so. Now you got yeah. you got to
3: know this: when it comes to turning around and 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 giving shots to the media, Clarence is always uh, one that gets it from. You know, that's because yeah. he can take it. Dale yep. Hansen was one like that, and now he passed around to Mike Ducey, and all that. that's that's a. That's a, you know, that's a sign of respect, really, what it was. So that was my favorite part of the press conference. Um, you know, just like like they said, the vaccination numbers were, were interesting. And, you know, even though it has nothing to do with the current state of the team, uh, it, it was it was very eye-opening to hear his remarks about Jimmy Johnson. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I had not heard that part. I had not heard him actually say that, you know. Um, and, you know, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks with Jimmy going in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and we've heard some talks about how – the, how their relationship is, is it, bad? Is it good, is it bad, it's, got, you know, it's, it's taken more twists and turns than Six Flags. So, I but I, I hopefully it's, it's better, and, and I thought what Jerry said yesterday was, was something that was, you know, it was, it was interesting for sure. Yeah.
2: Which, and I don't, I don't want to make it too morbid, I, have, I do that sometimes, but, like, and, but Jerry said this himself, so I'm not putting words in his mouth, but that was shocking, right? Like, and like, you know, people were saying, like, I've been waiting decades to hear him say that. Uh, you know, like, it's it's my fault, and I'll never understand why I did that, and messed up the thi- with you know everything with Jimmy Johnson. And then at the very end of the press conference, he said, um, he said, you know, I was sitting in there this time last year wondering if I'd ever have a chance to do this again. If I, you know, will I ever be in public talking to the media the way that I love to do and I've been doing for 30 years? Is that ever going to happen again? Which, you know, get to Jerry Jones' age, that's probably at the forefront of your mind a lot. And yep. so, you know, I wonder... This is going to be it's going to be interesting times because maybe Jerry Jones has a lot of stuff on his mind that he wasn't sure that he'd ever have a chance to say. And, you know, you get the chance to do it and you're like, well, no time like the present, I guess. Yeah, let's be
1: honest. I think that this pandemic has probably changed all of our perspectives on life and the things that you took for granted, maybe. And some of those things that now that you have back, you feel like you really want to cherish them and appreciate them. So I think it, Jerry's probably no different in that way.
3: Let me throw one more thing about Jimmy and Jerry. Um, I think you know it, it. It shows growth for both of them because Jimmy said a lot of things to it. I think from what it sounds like, he's gonna say it's a lot more during his speech. Um, you know, I think that they're trying to bury the hatchet or whatever. But you know, Jimmy, I think his, there was some fault there too. It was before I covered the team, but it wasn't. It was both of them. I mean, he goes for both, and that's that's what happens. In a lot of situations like this, I think they both have understood that, you know, they could have done something great. But Jimmy said several times, look at his track record, doesn't stay in a place more than five or six years. I mean, that, that's kind of the way it was. He was looking to kind of move on, too. But they, I think that they, they've learned a lot from each other. But a lot, what you read on the comments from the fans, it's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll fine, you admit that. But what about the next 25 years? You know, like, like what about lately here? Well, I mean, why can't we, haven't we fi- figure that out? And that's... That's something Jerry said yesterday, he'd give anything to to do that.
1: Yeah, we're going to get to that a little bit later. They did say something that was very interesting. I thought about some of the reasons as to why they think they can be optimistic about this year, and we're going to talk about that a little later in the show. Um, before we go directly into the vaccinations, we're at a point we could probably take our first break. So let's take our first break. When we come back from that, uh, I want to dive a little deeper into the conversation regarding the vaccinations. I want to talk a little bit about how much that helps the team uh, if they can get more of these guys vaccinated. Jerry gave us some numbers that actually make us feel like there is a good chance they're going to reach the threshold. So we're going to talk about that when we come right back. This is Dallas
0: Cowboys radio.
3: It's not complicated.
2: At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com
3: for details. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys Training Camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard. Check out all the excitement for free as fans can enjoy daily practices, activities, and more on the River Ridge Fields now through August 12th. And don't miss Cowboys back together on July 31st featuring live music, exclusive merchandise, deals, prices, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp for more information and practice times.
1: Welcome back to the second segment
3: of break. We are live from Oxnard, California. It's day one of training camp
1: here in Oxnard. Uh, Let's talk about the opening press conference, particularly uh, the vaccination issue. Um, Yesterday, Jerry said something that jumped out to me, said, you know, there's only a handful of guys. And he mentioned, he said, when I say a handful, there's five fingers on a hand, not telling us that that's five, but giving us a strong indication that that's similar to the number, I would guess, of of players that at this point are not committed to being vaccinated. What he means by that are guys that don't already have at least their first shot or waiting period for their second shot, um, or maybe they've committed to it and haven't gotten the shot, but they are committed to doing it, right? Um, Pipeline. Right. That all being said, uh, and and I'll go further than that, Steven Jones also said that he thinks not only will they hit the threshold, he thinks they'll exceed it. That's the 85% that's been talked about. He said that has not been approved yet completely by the NFL, but that's at least being talked about. That all being said, talk to me about what this means for the team, them being able to get over that threshold, with the NFL, NFL, and if there are any limitations uh, for the for the time that they haven't hit the threshold
2: here in camp before they get to that point. Well, that's that's a really good question about the limitation, like here in camp, because I, I don't think it should be a big deal, because you're not traveling until you go to the Hall of Fame game. You're not interacting with anybody than other than guys that are here. They have a testing center on site, so I think they should be fine as long as they're here in this bubble. I, it, the, and I guess complications are whatever comes into play when you start traveling to Ohio and get deeper into the preseason and when the season comes up. But that's the interesting thing, and that's what Stephen Jones said, is to your point, like, you know, you got your waiting period between shots, you got your waiting period after your shots where you're waiting for it to take full effect. But Stephen Jones said, like, taking all that into account, he thinks they'll be at or above that threshold in due time, which is, like I said, that's really impressive and undoubtedly – gives them an advantage like it's a big deal because of the way the nfl is sort of um what's the word i'm looking for the way the way the nfl is handling this like
3: being at that threshold means a lot just in terms of your ability to be available yeah i mean I, my understanding is that the difference between the guys that are that are vaccinated and not is just it's just more on them the nuisance of of what they have to do: test more, wear mask more. It cannot be in the same meeting room, or at least in the same spot in the meeting room. They couldn't be like this. They'd have to be over here, you know. So, and, and I think those players were warned that beforehand and said, "This is how it's going to be. Are you sure this is what your stance is on this? Because this is what's going to happen at a training camp, and this is what how things are going to be." And you know, maybe I'm sure more vaccinations were done based off of that now there's some that are still for for whatever the reasons not you know not doing it which and you're right and like I, you know the conversation
2: changes when you get closer to the season and i i believe like if you're not working on it by now then you're subject to those protocols until we get back from training camp right right, right. yeah so you could go get the shot tomorrow and at this point it doesn't matter not at like, camp right. not for camp yeah but What's interesting, and I looked this up after, like I was writing a story about it yesterday, when we get closer to the season, it matters for more than the player's personal convenience, too. Because, you know, I'm reading off of the memo right here. Fully vaccinated individuals exposed to a COVID-positive person will not be labeled a high-risk contact and will not have to self-isolate. So being vaccinated matters in the sense of, remember last year where on Tuesday it was so-and-so. Yeah was in contact with somebody and will be out for the game on sunday mm-hmm. like if you're vaccinated that doesn't happen right which and that's what i'm talking about when i say it's important to competitive advantage it's unfortunate that this issue has become politicized but regardless of your political feeling on it guys being vaccinated means guys have a much less low like a much lower chance of missing game time which at the end of the day is what people care about essentially unless you test positive you won't have to miss a game right, right? yes right. and so that and that's that's what i'm Keeping an eye on. So again, the fact that if it's really only five out of 90 that haven't done anything on the first day of training camp, that is amazing news for the Cowboys when, first of all, you cut the roster from 90 to 53 anyway. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got, you know, we still got, what, eight weeks until they actually are practicing for a game? Six weeks, whatever it is. So... If they're there here, like if they're at this point in July, that's great news for September.
1: Yeah, one of the interesting things—I don't know if you guys saw it. I assume you did. Michael Irvin had some comments uh, last week, I think it was, or maybe even earlier this week, where he was talking about the his his idea of or his impression of players that decide not to get vaccinated. His argument was he doesn't think they're completely committed to winning. And Jerry was asked about this yesterday. And Jerry's retort really was around the idea that, yeah, he says he thought he was spot spot on. He thought it was influential. But he also believes that the point of what Michael was saying is that players expect one another to do things that are above and beyond for the purposes of the team. And this is one of those things that gets beyond whatever your selfish desire might be. And I don't want to say it in the wrong way when I say selfish. I'm not meaning that in negative Mm -hmm. terms. I'm just saying whatever your desire is as a person, as an individual, has to be in a lot of instances for the purposes of football in the NFL and how teammates look at one another, has to sometimes be put to the side and you have to do what's good for the team. And as you were saying, this has some benefits for the team. If more people are vaccinated, my question for you guys is, do you agree with uh, Michael's stance on this?
2: I do. Absolutely. Which again, like, you know, I'm sorry if it offends people that are listening. Like, I don't I don't see this as a political issue. I just think it's smart and easy. And the American healthcare system has put like crazy resources into making this thing available. And like, by and large, there's going to be risk for all of this stuff. There always has been, by the way, for like every vaccine. But it's minuscule. And it does wonders to have – I've had it since March, and I've been out living my life a lot more than I have been the last year. No complaints so far. Um, You do have a little extra growth over there on your left side. I have an extra extra appendage, yeah. I don't – I I don't see it as a debate. And that's – I mean, if you do – I, I okay. I I got nothing for you. I don't know, but it's a minor thing that you can do to make your life easier and the team's life better, and you know, give your team a better chance. I went the fuller context of Michael's quote. I thought was interesting too, because he's you know, he said this could be a healthy guy missing two games because of this, and in this league, that could be it for you. Like, and if the right person misses two weeks, that's it. Your ass is out, and Lord knows that's true, and that would be. That would suck for the Cowboys or for anybody else if, you know, you had an easy path to making this all easier and didn't do it. So, Nick?
3: I mean, I, I, I love Michael Irvin. I mean, I, I, he's, he's passionate about it. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to speak for everybody in this situation. Um, I understand that part right there. I, I do get it. But you got to remember, like, everybody here knows three to four or five, maybe more people that haven't taken it. We all know, have a few. When you think about that what are the reasons why they're not taking it they're they're all over the map there's different reasons so so it, 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 it is hard to say well hey you know why aren't you doing this you should be doing it all for the betterment of the team um in some cases you could say well I'm willing to do all of these things. I have to test every day. I wear a mask. I can't sit with my team. I can't do certain things. So you're saying I'm not all in, and I'm sticking to my guns on what I believe in. Maybe you could argue that I'm actually more all in than any of them because I'm doing all this despite that. Because you know, they believe in the reason why they're not taking the vaccine or whatever. They're still willing to do all of the other things. So, um, but that's why this is so tricky because that person could be doing everything right and 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 their wife and their kids that come home from school and then they have it and next thing you know you're out two games yeah. so it it's just hard to say what not taking the vaccine is going how it's going to affect the team i think it's very general for michael to say that and you know it's i i agree that you know you should be kind of be all in we have to do things for their work some people do it some people don't and you know it it comes down to different reasons so it's very hard to kind of say you're right you're wrong because it's certainly not a black and white issue
2: i guess and good reasons for not getting it do exist and i'm willing to listen to those but by and large and not to go off on a tangent but there's just so much bad faith discourse around this thing at this point in time it gets frustrating
1: yeah i mean it, it it is and not again i don't want us to get too political but it's gone from being a medical question in in some people's minds to being more of a political question. And sure. so anytime that happens, then you're going to have just splits because people ideologically and, and from a political standpoint are split, right, and probably more now in our country than ever before. So that's a problem with all of this is that it has become a, a political issue instead of rather just a medical issue where we may have had a lot less division on this if it was just a medical question. And like you said, Nick, there are some people that have some very legitimate medical concerns that preclude them from wanting to be vaccinated and some of those i've heard from people and i say oh my yeah kind of get that i yeah. kind of understand that yeah let's uh, let's move on though i do want to talk about uh we had we had mentioned a little earlier nikki i think dave might have thrown something out there talking about uh the the championship level uh, uh, the Cowboys getting back to that championship level of the 90s. Um, and Jerry was asked about that yesterday. And it actually, it spun off into a, a thought that, that Nick, I think you were making, or Dave, you were making. Oh, no, it was Nick. So basically what happened was Jerry's asked about, can you get back to the 90s days? And, and the first thing you mentioned was, well, first thing, can you give me another Charles Haley? And, and then he went on and he said, okay, and, and I, you know that Deion Sanders, I, I'll take another one of him too. And by the way, Absolutely great players, Hall of Fame players, uh, some of the best to do it at their positions for what they did. I, I think you'd be. I think it's a fair statement to say Charles Haley is one of the best pass rushers in the history of the NFL, and I think it's fair to say Deion Sanders may be the very best cornerback in the history of the NFL. Coach Prime, careful. Coach Prime, here he. I can't call him Deion anymore. He's particular about that. That's what I've heard. Well, he can come and talk to me about that if he has a problem with it. But anyway, um, I, I, those two things, I, I get all that. But my question for you is, do you think the Cowboys have done all that they can do huh. in order to get Sorry. that caliber of player? Because those were both free agent <laughs> signings. Have they yeah. done all they can do? No, there? they
3: haven't at all. C.J. Goodwin, I think, was their best free agent signing this year. No offense to him. C.J. is a good special teams player. Exactly. Stop it. He is. He's a no, I'm, I'm he being is, very He's a special teams player. He is. But to like try to even it. jokingly but act, a, act like it's a great, you know, no, but, but, huge but, step. And that was a great signing. It was. That was good. That was their best one. That that's what they do. They they have taken a different approach to this. They they were they were going to get those guys, uh, you know, Dion and Charles Haley. Now last year they signed a bunch of names. That's all they were, were names. Former first-rounders. Dontari Poe, Ha Ha, I mean, you know, we knew who was laughing at the end of all that, and that's, a, that's the fans that, that don't like the Cowboys. I and mean, Those are some really bad – but they're not making splashes. They're, they're, they don't do that in free agency. They, they haven't gone to do – they haven't gone all in to do that kind of stuff. So there's no way you're going to get a D on Charles Haley, those type of guys in free agency because that's not their approach. That is – it's ironic – Wait,
2: and I'm young. I'm sorry. Like they, Charles Haley was a trade, right? Yeah. So they took a big swing to get Charles. And then how many times have we heard the story? Stephen Jones was so incensed at what Jerry wanted to pay Dion <laughs> to get him here that they like fought. He pushed him up against that. Like that's. He's like, are you crazy? What turned out. It, it turned hard. out. It yeah. turned out great. Yeah. When, but I'm what? When have the Cowboys done something like that? I've been. This is year nine, by the way. Yeah. I still think of myself as the new guy, and it's just not true anymore. <laughs> and they haven't done anything like that in the whole time I've been here.
1: But in all fairness, I think they would probably say we took shots. They didn't work out. Sure. They took shots at Galloway. They took shots at Roy Williams, who they thought were great players. It didn't work out.
2: Those those things happened like twenty years ago. Uh, I get that. I'm saying, Greg though, Hardy, but, but the ones Greg, that, Greg Hardy, my, that's my about as close as it no, comes. But
1: listen my point. My point is that doing those things back, Back to back in the early 2000s, late 90s, maybe that made them say, "I don't know if we right. can keep doing this." Right? We can't. Maybe it's not the same day as us being able to get a Charles Haley or us being able to get a Deion Sanders. We just like that's not working for us. We got to do something a little steadier than doing that, and and then screwing ourselves for years after that because it doesn't work out.
3: Yeah, right? but right, but I mean, that's what I'm saying though. That you can't, you can't say every morning that I hope I win the lottery and you don't ever play. That's what happens. People say, God, if I win the lottery one day, it's like, have you ever bought a scratch-off ticket? Like, no, not really. So you're not going to win. They don't knock on your door. It's not Publisher's Clearinghouse. That doesn't work. Is that still I don't know. Even if it does, I think you had to sign up for something to get the the guy coming in here. And the bottom... Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Photo op. Always got to be ready for the photo op. Right. The crusher's coming by. Bone crusher. (laughs) I don't even remember what we were talking about. Just Oh, oh the drafts, I mean, yeah. that's just not the approach. The approach isn't to go and, and get that guy, and so they can luck into it. And, and, and they're always looking for bargains. Yeah. I think one of the best free agent signings that they've had since I was here, I've been here 20-something years, Leroy Glover. Yeah. Even Leroy Glover was a two-week into free agency. His number went down, they went, and they got him. You know, God, you know, trying they, to be a phenomenal player. for I that. mean, that Brandon Carr me so much. Oh, yeah. Glover. for the young, Saints! Young Saints, Saints fan, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would imagine. You know, they went out and, and made a splash for Brandon Carr. That's mm-hmm. what. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the few that they've gone. You know, right off the st- you know start of free agency, yeah. and Brandon Carr was a good player. He was a good player. People remember for Odell making a ridiculous catch around him, or the fact that he didn't get interceptions or whatever. He was a good player. He's announced. Nuts- person in the community and all that no one cares about that but they 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 care about him making plays and all that and he was just he was okay it yeah. really wasn't worth the 10 million a year they no. tried they put it out
1: there yeah but again those are those are the kind of things that maybe make them say we have tried it just yeah. didn't,
2: we didn't get the result thats as, that's as fine and, and you know what and it, it it comes with the dinner we love to say that like Jerry Jones has a lot of great things going for him he's he runs the Dallas Cowboys he's got a boatload of money he's got an actual boat he's i mean (laughs) he gets to be like he you know he's the most powerful owner in the nfl but the one bad thing of all of that is until he gets back to the mountaintop that it's just you're, you're gonna get anytime you say anything like that you're gonna get dogged because generations like how many generations of cowboy fans now are just rolling their eyes at this point saying like yeah we hear this every july and that's just that's just the story. That's just what it's going to be until you do it. Hey, it wouldn't matter. They could have gone out. They could have gotten Earl Thomas, and if they had still had the same results, people would be like, "Well, yeah, you're stupid. Well, you should have known Earl Thomas was exactly washed right. up." Okay. So it's just you're. It's not damned if you do and damned if you don't. Well, it is. You're, but you're
3: just damned until you do it. It's it, the it result. It doesn't
2: the, matter. But that's okay, doesn't though. Matter. I
3: mean, but but like you wouldn't really want it either way. You could roll your eyes and say, "I've heard this before." But I mean, think about it, like like even for us work and stuff like that everybody's you know they know you guys know how I am or how you are you know like I'll get mad about the stupidest stuff right the little things that happen it'll it'll annoy me the day that stops annoying me get me out of here get me out of here if I stop caring yeah. then then it's over and that's the thing if Jerry doesn't keep that thing that same if he if he comes to training camp one year and says I, you know I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know William I don't know is it's going to be kind of tough this year then you know maybe it's like all right this this isn't time which is ironic because one of the best seasons One in of the recent years memory. Was
2: I knew you were gonna say that. Jerry here. was like, we, you know we got an uphill up battle. battle. we probably <laughs> not gonna be a very good team." and, and that's the year. Thirteen yeah. and three, wasn't it? No, uh, twelve and four. Oh, the, but, uh, you know, the 2014. Romo mm-hmm. could have been MVP and just great year all around. So yeah, maybe he should try to <laughs> yeah, downplay yeah, it. A little yeah, better. get up here and say. I don't know, man.
3: <laughs> uh, I, I, it, like I said, it's he did say this is the most challenges they've ever faced before entering a season. I don't know if he said that. Yeah, yeah. No, you That was protocol stuff or whatever it's probably a little bit of everything
1: yeah behind everything but i would i would suspect that's you know I, I it's hard for me to think that anything was worse than or harder than last year like last yep. year probably was the hardest yeah. that any of us including the team including the coaches have ever experienced well, Was for me of doing your job here in the nfl
2: no, yeah i just i it, it reminds and you know we live in dallas i know not everybody listening does but you know, the Mavericks are kind of in a similar situation where they have a very hands-on owner and everybody's stressed out about how Mark Cuban's gonna handle putting a good team around Luca and is Mark Cuban a problem? Does he talk too much and for like drive people away? Like it's very similar for Jerry Jones, and I've always said give me the guy who cares too much over the guy who's just using this as a way to make money and have a tax write-off. Like yep. give me give me Jerry Jones every single time time in terms of, like, I want the owner that wants to win as much as I do. But at the same time, you're going to get criticized until you get the results. It's just right. It just is what That's it is. It. And at this point, is, is it 26 years now? I don't even mm-hmm. know. It's 25, 26. Yeah, something like that. With the best intentions, doesn't matter. Whatever you say is just going to get an eye roll. At this point, you're just the fans are just going to roll their eyes until you prove that they shouldn't. It, right. is, it is what it is. We're going to take our final
1: break. When we come back from that break, we're going we'll to jump football. a little bit farther into this <laughs> 90s conversation. He oh, said man. there were there were some things that he's pointed out the as reasons is, why. So, no. No, no, talk no. no. we not going to talk football. No, we're going to talk football. We're going to talk about it from the standpoint of reasons why they are optimistic that this year could be a year that they could get back uh, to some level of, of, of success uh, in the NFL. We're going to go through those, and you guys are going to rate them for us. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Don't miss your chance
3: to see the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing-room-only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. Welcome back to
1: the final segment of the break. We are live from Oxnard, California. Just so you guys are aware, today at 10 a.m., and actually this is going to be most days while we're out here to camp, uh, Coach McCarthy will have his daily press conference. You can catch it live on all of our channels. DallasCowboys.com, Cowboys Mobile, our connected TV app on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, um, as well as on our social channel. So it'll be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and You can check it out. Uh, that they're coming up today. We might have a little bit of a little bit of news there, Nick. You, you're hearing some things. Well,
3: the, I mean, this is the time where they, you know, first press conference they're gonna announce some. Injury, you know, designations, uh, PUP, physically unable to perform. It's an active PUP list, which means it's not the the list that they'll be out for six games or something like that. They They can always slide. They count to the 90-man roster. They're not going to be able to practice until they're healthy. Then they get off the PUP list. So there's going to be some names like that, guys that are coming off some injuries, some surgeries. I think Amari Cooper will be in there, D-Law. didn't really hear a lot in this summer about Greg Zerline, but I think Greg Zerline's dealing with a back injury that's going to keep him on there. Which, you know, there's a mm. lot. There's backups at receiver and defensive line. There's not a backup kicker. Going to say there. that's yeah, that's so troubling. That's worrisome, Yeah, looking yeah. for Hunter nice wonder to be doing some of that. Um, he can do everything: kickoff, punt, and all that. Um, we'll see if he's a jack of all trades, master of none, or he can be a jack of all trades, everything. So
2: that's wonderful. He's trying to
3: battle with with anger for the punting job. Up, yeah. And all of a sudden he has to kick off and who who's holding? Anger? I don't you know. Like like I, I don't know. I I mean it, it's going to be interesting to know how that how that plays in, in And I player.
2: guess we'll see on the severity of it cuz I mean people get worked up about PUP in training camp but like and, and sometimes it is serious, but sometimes you're on it for, like, four days. Like, right. they just don't want you out there until you're ready. Sometimes it's because you're out of
0: shape.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly. You have the – yesterday they had their, their testing yeah. uh, where they kind of figure out where everybody is physically. And so you might come out of that, and there may be some things. They're like, yeah, get him some work with the trainers, just, just kind of getting them in shape, and then we'll put him out on the field.
2: But if it is serious with Zerline, again, you know. I don't, I don't care if Amari Cooper's practicing. He's fine. He'll be good to go, and there's eight other receivers. But Zerline, <laughs> you only have one kicker, and they also have a roster spot right now. They waived a receiver when we got here, or like the day we left. And so I wonder if they would bring a guy in to help with that because that's awesome that Hunter can do everything, but I don't want him to. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe want to see what somebody else can do. I don't know. That's interesting. How old is Zerline? He's been in 30, the league for a while. If 32. He's, yeah, he's in his... <laughs> take a while, I guess. I don't know. He's, he's an older guy. I, I guess that? In He's the 33.
1: Point, yeah, that, that just, you know, I, I've i said this before on the show, and it was typically when we were talking about offensive linemen, but I get really nervous when, when players start having back issues um, because it's that's not something that necessarily, necessarily, I'm going to say, uh, gets better over time, even if you get, you know, whatever you're going to get done to it. It doesn't necessarily get better over time, and so... That's something worth keeping an eye on if if he's starting to, starting on pup and and uh, you know just seeing where that all develops, seeing what they they think the prognosis is. And I think we also should follow the tea leaves. They start bringing in guys. Well, yeah. Then, uh, sure. then you then you really start wondering kind of what the, the long term
2: just the, and for uh, uh, This is important to note too. And I don't know do, how many practices are going to be unpadded because that's it's a they normal have a
1: total of thirteen practices and the first padded practice is next Wednesday the 28th so right. they have a practice today Saturday Sunday Tuesday so there are
2: four Which practices that are unpadded back Jeez. in in the Garrett tenure it was normal to do two unpadded just to kind of get everybody acclimated it's going to be more than that and so are you that's sure that's
1: not a league cuz i know no no no, no it, it is it's it's not i i just i designated like, it, it not by a Garrett cupcake
2: here no. is i mean it's the just, a league is, rules right yeah, yeah but the point is we're going to have a much longer wait th- we're going to have a much longer wait than we're used to for yeah. the real deal and so i'm even less worried than i normally would be about this and to, and one of these injuries i bet is actually significant just playing the numbers but i'm not going to sweat about it until we have a chance to see some practices and see what's going on Okay.
1: We will also, um, and I think that the the conversation we were going to get into is going to be a little bit deeper than than the four minutes that we have. Let's stuff. So we'll we'll save that. Um, But I do want to give everybody an idea of what they can expect during the time that we're out here training camp. We will be doing a podcast like this one every morning at nine a.m. Pacific time. That's eleven a.m. back Central time. Uh, It will alternate between our group and Talking Cowboys. Uh, Talking Cowboys with Kyle Yeomans will host that show with Rob Phillips and with Mickey Spagnola. Uh, we will also in the afternoons, uh, or actually it's afternoon back in Dallas, it will be 10.30 here after uh, Coach McCarthy's press conference. Uh, every day we will have uh, two shows that, are, that will also be alternating. We'll have uh, Players Lounge, uh, and we will also have Hanging with the Boys. Those two will alternate at 10.30 Pacific Time every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and then uh, in the afternoon we have a new show we'll be rolling out for you guys at 3 p.m. It will be a, a show about uh, practice uh, it'll only happen on days that there is practice and it'll be a recap of, of what the sights and sounds were at practice the guys that played well uh any highlight moments anything that may may have gone wrong for the team during those practices uh but that's kind of the layout of the type of content we're going to be putting out for you guys from a podcast standpoint here every day on DallasCowboys.com and all of our channels so we're going to wrap this thing up we will be back with you again our crew on saturday Um, We will talk a lot about uh, some more things that we had from that opening press conference that we didn't get a chance to get to today. Uh, Until then, for Nick Geatman and Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?